Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast, where we talk everything motorsports marketing related, the ins and the outs, the do's and the don'ts, the turning lefts, going straights, the rumors and the gossips. We are here to entertain you in the world of motorsports. So Cameron Frey and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for rating, review, subscribe, telling 10 of your closest friends, and let's get into this week's episode. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hi, Don. You're asking Hi, me what Don. Episode, well, you're asking me what number episode this is, and I'm trying to figure that out, and I still don't know, but there is a buttload of them. Yeah. Go with like almost like over 100. Well, I don't know. Are we getting ready to come up on our anniversary date yet? Yeah, yeah actually. As a matter of yeah, fact. I have that for you. The very first episode was November 15th, 2018. Was it? How do you know that? Because I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> uh, folks, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars. Take two for Don on pain medication. And Cam's finally figuring out how many episodes we've had, but nonetheless... We've had still a bunch. To carry the two. You're still trying to carry the two. Always trying to carry the two. Nonetheless, camp. It's the end end of October, dude. Dude, it's the end of the season. It's the end of October. I was driving to work this morning. And I was like, man, it's almost Christmas time. I wonder what Santa's gonna bring Jet. Um, but yeah, it's crazy that it's already the end of the year. But I think there's a lot of people in the world that are ready for this year to be done, gone, and over with. And I can't tell you how many uh, posts on Facebook in the last couple of days that I've seen, okay, 2020, you can go away now um, because, I don't know, obviously you don't live in California, but we're all on fire once again. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of really big fires really close to our houses. Um, and poor Courtney Forrest and Graham Rahal. They're in the process of having a baby this week, I think, and their house was literally like you could have spit and hit the flames from their backyard. So um, by the looks of it, it sounds like their house is okay and a bunch of other friends that live in Yorba Linda that I have. So, But yeah, still scary stuff, man. So just add that to the 2020 disaster list. So hopefully, just think, on the bright side, it's almost over. Indeed, yes. Uh, I was exchanging text messages with our friends at Boxo last night, and they actually uh, just s- escaped by the distance of one fire road uh, from being impacted by the fire. So um, it's, it's good but that it's like starting to get under control, but I guess at the same time it's still already wreaked its devastation and and tragic events to the people that live out there out there on the west coast so uh, oh absolutely and you want to know what else is something this is completely off the topic of a fires but it's just bonehead things that you see in the state of california and i guess 2020 so what do we have the lakers won basketball right and then we had the the doyers won last night right so what do we do what does california do these knuckleheads let's just go riot and start breaking windows and just be a bunch of idiots i'm sorry but that just angers me we've already got enough to deal with and then these fools just go out there and start looting 
just because your team won? Come on. Who won? Come on. The Dodgers. Oh. I, it's, I'm still in shock and amazement that you actually had a sports reference within the first five <laughs> minutes of the show. Dude, um, I'm telling you, I, I don't. That's all I know, and the only reason why I know that is because everybody was posting it online. I, I did I watch the game? No, I actually got home right when the last play or whatever you call that in baseball happened, <clears throat> because I actually walked across the street to go grab a beer from my parents' house because we were out when I got home from work, and I opened up my parents' door, and my mom was watching the game because she's kind of a sports nerd, and. She's like, oh, they just did it. And it was like, right as I looked up at the TV, they were like cheering. And I'm like, oh, so did the Dodgers win? She's like, yep. And now look at the news. <laughs> People breaking windows, being a bunch of knuckleheads. So that's pretty much well, the extent a, of what I watched. Well, wait a minute. Didn't I think there was a, uh, can you believe this moment? Didn't the Dodgers have a player test positive? They took him off the field, and then he came back out for the celebration, and they told him that he needed to leave, and he said, nah, I'm not going. <laughs> so cool. I was I was catching up on a little bit of that, um, I guess you could say, uh, hate that was being spewed in the world of Twitter, uh, talking about that from last night. So, well, I mean, congratulations. It's the first time in 32 years. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers on winning the World Series. And uh, we wish you the best of luck in putting your city back together now that you've decided (laughs) to to tear it up in the middle of COVID uh, when you're financially struggling. I'm kind of wondering what it's going to like. There's Every window's already busted out because of all the other riots and stupid shit that they've been doing. What? When are they going to run out of windows? That's what I want to know. It's got to be. Hey, I, th- I think that I want to make sure that uh, I've got some stock options in uh, all the window companies right now. Because that's probably uh, having a pretty good year for sales. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so what else so, is going on? Oh, I could give you my the, airport update. Your airport update. Yeah. Because I went to Houston this weekend. Is that where I went? Yeah. It was in Houston. Oh, and, uh, yes. Back I feel on, like I've back. talked to you like 10 times already. So, like, I've heard all the stories, not realizing that none of them have actually been recorded for public consumption. Yeah. I, I got my most recent Spirit Airlines story for you, if you're ready. Sure. Why not? The pain <laughs> meds are just kicking in. Okay. So, I was in Spirit Airlines first class on the way to Houston, direct flight, might I add, a.k.a. a.k.a. the exit row. Right. Yeah. I like to call that the poor man's first class. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm just zoning out. Yeah. Listening to my music, doing my thing. And I... I like kind of open up my eyes because I was trying to get in a little cat nap and I look over and I'm on the aisle and there's like six stewardess standing like right on top of me and I'm like, oh shit, what's going on? <clears throat> and I look and the people next to me, so it was like right across like the aisle from me, the dude in the in the window seat, he like lost it and he started like, he passed out 
fell in between the two seats, like his head in between, like where your feet go, in between the seats, and he starts drooling all over the place and like foaming at the mouth. And they're like, "Sir, sir, sir, are, do you have a medical condition? Do you have it?" And I'm just going, "Are you kidding me? We're gonna have to land this mug somewhere so we <laughs> can get this fool off the plane." Well, come to find out, they like start giving him orange juice and they're like slapping his face and stuff. And, and the poor husband and wife, they were sitting there as a younger couple. They like get out of the way and like trying to dig him out of the seats and he finally somewhat comes to and he's he had no idea where he was no idea what was going on and they're like sir do you have a medical condition he's like what 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 are you what are you even talking about like he, he literally couldn't talk i'm chalking this up to the guy took one too many xanax or something because he was he's like i'm just really tired like and he's talking like that it's amazing. Crazy. So then he gets a little little liquid in him that wasn't oh, and I think he was drinking like Jack and Cokes or something. So which probably started it, which was a mixture of whatever pills that the guy decided to take before he got on the plane. And uh then they made a move, so that was another thing because he's like they're like dragging him down the aisle of the plane to like put him in because he's in the exit row. So if you're incapacitated, you cannot be in the exit row. So they truck him off they shovel him off into another seat put somebody else in there i don't know anyway it all ended up working out for the people that were sitting next to the poor guy because i think they got a free flight out of the deal or something because they were giving him all kinds of vouchers and they felt all bad and they couldn't offer free drinks because they didn't have any free drinks so but yeah did you was, get a voucher no i was i was in the opposite aisle like so, I was right neck. I was next to them, but well, with it being a spirit flight, it was literally I was like six inches from them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, so I didn't get crap. Well, how did they get crap? Because it was I was on the aisle, and then the husband and wife were on the other aisle in the middle, and then the guy was in the window seat. So what they say that they had a tragic, horrible customer experience? Well, you had a horrible customer experience too. No kidding! They kept bumping my shoulders, and I was trying to sleep. See? Oh, and then the, and then the the dude next to me, he was like some super tall guy, and he's in the middle, and so I'm like playing like a ping pong ball, like in the thing because they're hitting me on the on the aisle, and then this dude's like sleeping. You know the kind of guys that or girls that just fall asleep on the plane, and they're just like just sloppy, and they're like spilling over into your seat and like trying to use your shoulder as a pillow, and it's just like come on, man. And then you kind of give them like the courtesy, like nudge like hey like buck up if you're gonna sleep sit up or lean forward or do something don't lean on me yeah he wasn't he wasn't getting that vibe so he just kind of did his thing and i thought i was snuggling with angie so yeah so that i got to deal with that for the rest of the flight so other than that we made it there safely and then when i got to the houston airport it was really weird it was super eerie i thought because they there was a big storm that came in i'm sure you saw everybody posting pictures or whatever, but I thought they like shut the airport down because I got off the plane and I'm sitting at the bar waiting for Mario, one of the crew guys. And they're like, everybody out of the restaurant. We're leaving. Last call. And I'm like, it's four o'clock. What, what kind of bar or restaurant closed? It was a Mexican restaurant. Like what kind of Mexican restaurant closes at four o'clock? Well, they literally like all of a sudden, like things are shut down. And I walk out. I'm still waiting for Mario. And I look, and like every single thing, like all the gates are down, like the TSA thing was shut down. I'm like, um, 
is there like a tornado hap- about to happen? And I'm just like cruising around and I like asked one of the, the cops like riding around the cart. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man, they're closing everything. And he just kept driving. And I'm like, okay, I should probably find an exit or get the hell out of here or something. So then I met up with Mario, found another bar because we had to wait for a ride for another three hours at the airport. So um, we asked some nice lady at this other Mexican restaurant, hey, can we sit here? And she's like, yeah, we're open. I'm like, is the rest of the airport open? She's like, I think so. And because she had no idea. And then she looks out the window and she's like, oh, yeah, there's a very large storm out there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, we're I live, we're not I live getting any kind of we're not getting any marketing dollars from Spirit Airlines if this is the kind of stories that you come back and tell <laughs> on the podcast. Hey man, it's just live. It's I'm not complaining about the flight. I mean, the flight was fine. They like I told you last episode, the the experience you just bring your patience and the experience the planes are nice. Like, I mean, the seats are a little smaller, but I'm a smaller guy. I don't care. Like I'm not I'm not saying the the people that work on the on the flight or the the airplane itself is bad by any means. It's just the clientele, because a lot of the people I have a feeling that they're the people that like don't fly very often, because it's cheap, so, right? So nobody knows. They don't realize. Whoa, fifty seven dollar one way flight. Hell yeah! Next thing you know, it's two hundred and fifty seven dollars because you got to buy all your stuff, right? Your your seat, your token for the bathroom <laughs> your, your uh whatever carry on whatever it may be and next thing you know it adds up but if you know all that going into it i'm not i'm not complaining about the airline itself the experience so is you're, just fine you're saying that spirit airlines is the second chance you got to give them two chance airlines is that what you're saying they're a second chance airline <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could i could say that well, let, 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 let's Have say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Are you good? Short or? answer, no. <laughs> Have you thought about Are, it? No. <laughs> Are you going to consider it? No. Damn it. Hey, but just all think right. of all the free publicity they just got on racers and rental cars and all the hundreds of people that are hearing it. And all the people that are not going to buy an airline ticket and and tell us about their experience at hate mail on racers and rental cars. Let's keep right on talking about second chances. And and my second chance, my second chance, Cam, it came true today. Today is Wednesday, early, early morning, and it got released. The, The bugler went up on top of the mountain and started singing. And the what was he saying? Manscape moment of the week. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. A ride. Back in the door at NASCAR at Hendrick Motorsports. And he's going to be driving the <laughs> number five. The number five? The number five. Last driven by Casey Kane, but most notably driven by Terry Labonte. So, uh, Kyle Larson getting that second chance back in NASCAR was um, reading some of the people. I guess what are we on now? We're probably six months, I think, removed from when. Yeah, Kyle I think it was because TMZ actually reported it. It came over my news feed and it said the headline was Kyle Larson signs with Hendrick for 2021, six months after using the N word. There we go. That so was, that was the months. title. So let, let's talk about this here because 
there was a lot of mixed reactions out in the digital world today for people that were either for Kyle or against Kyle. And it just goes to show you that in the six month time frame that the community softens. All can the, be the, all can be lost or all can be forgiven in six months. The the public hysteria level comes down, right? It it, it comes down. We have bigger bigger issues now than than Kyle Larson and in his you know use of the the N word uh during an i racing event it's it's just funny to me how quickly society will forget and then but also how quickly they will get ramped back up about the situation and take off and and continue to to crucify the guy oh well that's just it it just depends on if it's a slow news day or or a a uh, fast news day, I guess, or whatever you want to say. Slow, Busy news uh, day. <laughs> a good news day, a bad news yeah. day, slow. You're sounding like <laughs> Spirit <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, no, I mean, let's... Um, Second chances, man. Second chances, I'm just saying. It's well, a- I mean, we <clears throat> don't, but but not everybody is like that. Let's think about a second chance that wasn't given... In the world of drag racing, who? What? Are you talking about you second dra- round again for pro stuff? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that could be that be, could be talked about. No, talking about. Uh, I mean, Spencer Massey ha- having an issue. Having, oh yeah, you know. Well, I think the, partially that was. I think that was part of. I mean, I don't know personally, but maybe I thought he was over it too. Like, I mean, yeah, he lost his ride, but he probably could have gone somewhere else because he had the funding. Well, I'm just, you know, I, I, he was there I this think weekend. again, yep. I, I think again, it goes back that I think as society, we pick and choose the criteria or the characteristics or the situation for when we offer or extend second chances back to people i mean Mm -hmm. um i guess you could say look at tanner gray tanner gray kind of went through his ups and downs as as an nhra pro stock driver uh and and got you know had conflict if you will with other drivers uh and again i think at the end all's well a live and learn type process. I, it's just it, it's just very troubling. It's very troubling to see the people that will come back. Here's a guy. If you've watched any of his interviews that he's done, uh, he was on the Dale Junior Download today. He was on uh, CBS with James Brown. He has done numerous interviews, and you can tell that genuinely. He's sincere about the fact that this is going to continue, that he's going to continue to move forward, do community events, and be active in bettering himself and along the way while trying to better society. And we just, we're just not giving the guy a chance. And I hope that 
here it is. It's been six months. He's going to get back in a ride for 2021 with Rick Hendrick and with Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman. And I just would love to see those guys start to dominate as the young guns. I mean, if you don't think Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson aren't going to ruffle some feathers, I mean, that's going to be that's just going to be good news. That's going to be good PR, and it's going to be good for the sport. And I hope that people have to eat crow. You know, you know I hope crazy. That Kyle, I didn't realize he was only twenty eight. Right. That's pretty cool. And I, I mean, at least yeah, he's getting a second chance. You know. Right. I like it. And I mean, I'm sorry. I'm for second chances. I'm a second chance guy. And I, so I'm for it. So uh, shout out. Congratulations to Kyle Larson uh, and his wife. Hopefully uh, we're going to be talking about you for great, great things in 2021. But I also know that he'll be under the microscope for everything that he does in 2021 on and off the racetrack. We will get our fill of Kyle Larson for whether he's driving good, ruffling, you know, slamming people into the wall, not giving any brakes, whatever the case is, we're go- we're going to hear about Kyle for every little thing he does or does not do that uh, is to the appeal of society. That's for sure. Of course. So of course, and and that's I mean, but that's the cards that he's dealt, and I mean, I'm sure he will take to it. Like a duck to water. I mean, he's obviously done that for the past six months, so I don't I don't necessarily think he's going to go backwards. I mean, sure, he's going to have to deal with a lot of criticism, but he'll be all right. I think so, too. And I think, I think he will continue to be an individual that will be able to be that second-chance guy that you could look at to be a role model uh, that, you know, you can get your kids to look up to. Yeah, you made a mistake. You live and learn from it. You grow up. You better yourself and you move on. And you still continue to try to be successful and a productive member of society. So let's uh, let's hope that happens. And it's not, you know, not his final, final chance. Let's hope that he gets it right this time. And unlike the final event for NHRA kicking off here uh, <laughs> this weekend in Las Vegas, um, for the Camping World Series, Cam, there's a there's a lot of uh, helium, I guess you could say, that's being put in these balloons that I think are about to all get let out as uh, the 2020 season comes to an end for NHRA. Yeah, man, there's there's a lot going on that a lot of the uh, what would you call it the general fan. Uh, doesn't see and whatnot, so it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out over the winter. I hope, I hope people can get sponsorship, and I hope teams can come back, including myself. You know, it's going to be a very, very interesting situation. Um, I hope that Vegas goes off without a hitch. Um, the I did hear that there was only. I mean, yes, they're advertising fans, but this is what I don't understand. I was told from multiple people that they're only allowing 1,800 fans because they can only have 10% capacity at the whole place, and that's including racers, personnel, etc. Yeah, I have not heard uh, 
anything as far as the num as far as the numbers go. I do know that there was a lot of communication about uh, the numbers, right? The quantity, the quantity, the quantity uh, for the event to take place. Uh, I just think that whatever Jeff Foster and his team can pull off out there that they're going to do it to the best of their ability they've been racing for the past few weeks with uh big money bracket racing with divisionals going oh, yeah. on sports nationals so uh, I all i can that. say yeah all i can say is, is i hope and pray for for jeff and his team out there that they just that that everything goes as well as it can go for them based on the criteria in which they have to to uh function within so uh kudos to them uh like i said i'll be sitting back here uh watching all weekend waiting to uh see as the championships are going to be crowned we're going to see some drivers uh ride off into the sunset as uh their last event uh with jed coughlin and jason line and bo butner um that's going to be bo butner's uh, done too Again? Yeah, Bo is Bo again. Yeah, Bo has said that he's not coming back for pro stock, so uh, that's going to be a you know a, a big shot in the arm for the KB team. Uh, they obviously are going through their struggles. You know, it's we have so many storylines of things that are going on uh, in, in NHRA, just like in NASCAR, just like in the dirt track world. I mean, with sponsors. Uh, not coming back to certain teams sponsors not coming back to the series or or i shouldn't say not coming back but reducing their their impact or their involvement in the series there's just a lot going on and it's going to be a long winter and I, all i can say is is i want to see the champions get crowned it'll be it'll be marked as an asterisk for the season that they've had but i also think in a way uh with no countdown i think the number of events they got were able to take place, I think, are huge. I don't think that should ever be swept under the rug under the circumstances. Uh, you know, Pat's on the back for being able to pull that off. But the teams that do walk out of there with with the with the big trophy on Sunday night in Vegas, uh, I man, write write a book about it because whatever you had to do to survive and actually pull it off and be successful will definitely be noteworthy uh in in the history books 100 percent. you know i and I, even though people are going to say oh well, they won in x year or whatever it shouldn't count what a, you know at the end of the day they still won a championship and that is freaking awesome for all these people i feel bad for you know like i think doug gordon and who won super comp again dodd uh, yeah and it, you know, he posts on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and poor guy's like at his house. You know, like that's that's a bummer. <laughs> Feel bad for the guy. You know, that should be he should be getting to celebrate at a banquet or something. And obviously, there is no banquets. <clears throat> so yeah, it's a no. Shame. And then we've got we've got the sportsmen that'll still have uh, you know one more week. They're still going to be yep. back there next weekend. I tried really uh, hard to, to get my super comp motor, but it just wasn't happening. Well, you know, yeah, I could just bring it to the racetrack and you could put it in there. That would just be the smart thing to do. Well, I was going to do that. That was my plan. But I can't get anybody to bring it, and I don't have an extra 16 hours to drive up to San Francisco and turn around and come back. Or else so what that would te- happening. 
So what you're telling me is is that you're not going to get the Manscaped moment of the week this week for being able to get your super comp engine taken care of in that diehard passion of grabbing hold of your balls and making sure that you can race next weekend. You're not going to get the Manscaped moment of the week. Is that what you're telling me? That's 100% right because, unfortunately, I can't take off work during the week to go get it. And I've, I've reached out to a handful of people. So if anybody's listening to this podcast and can get my motor to the track by next weekend, I'd love you. You know, and I can't afford $1,000 to have it shipped. So, <clears throat> yeah, we're not racing. I even bought seatbelts. Like, I was, like, I was, I was ready. You can't Uber that? <clears throat> no. You don't have guys, like, around there that do the, the, the quick trip? transportation you pay them 500 bucks and they go up and come back or 250 or well, whatever yeah they they have that but it's not 500 bucks and wow. it was about a thousand because i did actually look into that too and i also looked into having it shipped and that was going to be extremely expensive too i mean expensive to me may not be expensive to other people but i can't afford to go race or to get the motor for 1500 bucks and then go race and spend the money to go race so i mean i'm not complaining i'm just saying that's just that's just life you know it's the end of the season well, i mean gonna... i know look okay. over your so shoulder I'm in literally... your kitchen there yeah exactly <laughs> exactly the kitchen is done that's why I don't have damn <laughs> but yeah no, i know uh, i i even uh i'm even taking the trailer to the races this weekend with my car and it with no engine because Angie you wants can always hope, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you can have it. I mean, you can for the job yeah. you want, right? So yeah. I mean, you might get lucky. Somebody might. Somebody might just. You know what I mean? Somebody might pull you out. I mean, right. hey, hey, everybody, just you know, when you hear this and the, and it drops, everybody go on Facebook and start posting and and figure out how to get Cam's engine for a super comp car to Vegas, and uh. You get it yeah, taken care of just like that. It'll literally be sitting in the pits because Angie wants a golf cart, which I don't blame her, um, and a little home base for for the baby. So, which so yeah. So and I don't really have a place to put it other than the trailer right now because the shop is full to capacity. So with that being said, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's going <laughs> as a roller. So if anybody wants to do like a pine wheel derby slash super comp <laughs> style, you let me know. There we we'll go. The hill, and we'll go for it. Uh, all right. Well, we're still going to give you the Manscaped moment. Make sure to go over to manscaped.com. Grab you some new product lines. I am excited. Manscaped told us they've got new products coming out. We will hopefully have ours next week so that we can talk about the new products before they yeah, get released. Boy. But in that meantime, grab yourself the Lawnmower 3.0, some crop mops. Go ahead and get yourself cleaned up. Winter's getting ready to be here. The Manscaped November. Got to take care of that as well. Look out for Testicular Cancer Foundation that Manscaped is involved with. But nonetheless, go over, drop that discount code in there, R-I-R-C. Get 20% off and free shipping at checkout. Yeah, buddy. Is that what you got to offer for that? Yeah, buddy. Hey, it works Anna for me. Anna cough. Is that I'm sorry, I'm I'm uh, apparently I got the COVID. No, uh 
No, absolutely. Lawnmower 3.0 and the crop mops. The crop mops have been uh, in full force. I will say those are actually really cool because uh, it's been a little humid in, in some of these parts. In and, these uh, parts. They, <laughs> well, not these parts as in California, but where I have been staying, I guess. Florida, Texas, things of that nature. So, I hear you. Yeah. All right. So you said that you had a question that was sent in about a marketing topic. What 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 it what is it that we're going to talk about? We we're going to we're going to knock out some some resolution and solve some problems here today for marketing. Yet. Yeah, well, we're we're going to we're going to knock them out. We're going to resolve some problems. Uh, well, I had a person reach out, and they were actually talking about they they have some interest with sponsorship, and but they don't know how to combat the fact that you know these people want to win, right? They want to sponsor them. They want to win, but they're not willing to put up put forth the money to be at the top of the heap in their respected class. How do you combat that? And I was like, well, that's a very good question. Because uh, I've been in that situation. Um, and you just have to basically tell them. I mean, there's there's a huge jump between, you know, maybe what they want to spend or what their budget allows. Or, you know, so does that mean do they want to race a little less and race a little harder? Or do they want to stay at the current thing and, you know, maybe go to all your local races or whatever, or do you save that money and, and go to some of the bigger races that I don't know. What do you think, Don? So, so you're saying, you're saying that you have an individual that has a sum of money. They have some capital, but they don't have the right amount of capital to compete at a full-fledged top-tier level completing an actual schedule, right? Yes, in reference to their class. You know, so, and the person, or shall I say, they said that the company, or other, wants to be in that class. So, I guess if I use myself as an example, say I had a sponsor that, they wanted to spend X amount of dollars, but they want to be on the side of a top fuel car. And I would say, Hey, well, that's really not enough in order to do that. Would you consider maybe an alcohol dragster to do what you wanted to do? No, no, no. We want top fuel or no, no, no. We want <clears throat> pro stock versus super gas or, you know what I mean? Like there's, they want every, you know, cause everybody wants everything the high and the mighty, right? They want the prestige, but their money per se isn't, or their budget isn't worthy of the class that they want. So do you tell them thanks, but no thanks? Or do you say, should we save it or do one race? Do we do, I don't know. So I Cam, you're going to have to, whomever it is, everyone for that matter, right? So you're you're going into it. You have to decide, are we in a business model or are we in 
a marketing model? Are we in a competition model? What is it that we're trying to achieve, not only as the racer or the team, but the company and their their marketing, you know, investment? So well, I guess the, that the, has to do with it too. Like, what what are they looking to get out of it? Are they just looking for the hey, I'm cool, or are they looking to actually sell something? Yeah, I. That's that's going to be the the concerning issue is that if we say we have x amount of number of dollars and if we invest that what do we get for that well that gets you x amount of number of races at this performance level or it gets you x amount of number of races at this performance level it gets you this much this much branding or this much uh you know exposure factors that go along with that not everybody can get the same same deliverables for x amount of money so you have to decide okay do we play are you trying to impact a certain region are you trying to be around a certain market during a certain time of year you know are we are we looking at well we want to be on the east coast uh at you know at richmond virginia at virginia motorsports park because we're a military company and we're trying to further our military government contracting so we want to be over there in that military environment around that time frame so it's more important to be there for that event than it is for us to be at the seven events prior to that or the seven events after that uh, you have to have a schedule in there or a prioritization of what you're trying to accomplish that being said you still cannot get away from the fact of what the financial investment and in needing that financial investment that takes place you know if it is a one and done deal and may that may be all it is we have enough financial to be involved for one event and that's what it's going to take so we're going to go to x event but that being said, everybody has to be on the same page with that. And the and managing expectations for investment, that's that's a tough thing to do because everybody thinks that their their level of investment should good should garner certain returns. And that's not always the case. Well, yeah, because then who's gonna be the one that calls them on Monday and says, Hey, you know, here's a race report or thanks for thanks for what you did for me. And then they say, well, how come you didn't win? Well, a win wasn't necessarily guaranteed in what we were doing. So, well, yeah, but I, I expected you to win. Now you like, can, that's, that's uh, part of your, <laughs> yeah, no, that's part of your expectations to communicate that, that, you know, you're stating, Hey, this is this level of investment that we have right now. This is, this is where we're going to be, you know, in performance. I mean, I guess in a way, I look at it, if you ever get a chance to listen to to some of the um, Sunday money or that, uh, uh, now his name left me, Corey LaJoy does, one of the NASCAR drivers, he talks about being on a very shoestring budget and and understanding where they need to be at performance wise you know they go into an event and they say okay we're a 23rd or we're a 25th place car this week 
they haven't even got to the racetrack and they know that they're a 23rd or 25th place car for that week and that's going to garner us this kind of payout this is what we're going to get for you know a winnings if you will and it's and it's how the charter model is going to work and they know that going in this is what we're probably going to get for tv exposure you know they've got a slide rule or a, a, you know an evaluation sheet that they already know metrics wise that they can talk about a, a with the company and i think that you have to do that when when you're talking to companies especially when you're trying to grow you know i this question just spools in my head it would be like me looking at it from a standpoint that you know i want to go drive a pro mod car or uh you know mountain motor pro stock car or an nhra 500 inch pro stock car but i'm only going to be able to do it for a couple of events well i need x to be able to do those couple of events well, whoever's involved with me for X, they're going to know, look, we can't have an expectation that we're going to win. You know, an expectation is going to be to make the field to qualify. That's a that's a huge accomplishment on its own. And a lot of people don't understand how difficult that is to accomplish just that feat. Uh, so right. I think there's a lot of managing expectations and, and good, solid dialogue that has to go back and forth. Uh, and between... the person needs to be educated on the sport, too. I feel like some of that has to do with it, too. Like, sure, and then that comes back to the the deal of, well, are you just helping a guy out because it's your buddy? Or do you are you really looking to get something out of this? Oh, right, for sure, because anybody can take, you know, anybody can take your money, right? <clears throat> right. Take your, right. Take your money and put you over on... I mean, hey, call me up if you're a company and you want to be on X, Y, and Z's fuel car. Call me up. I'll get you put on there. I'm going to take a cut of the money, and you're going to get what you get. They're going to get what they get, and everybody will be happy, right? Probably not. Yeah. So that's, a you know, you, you can't do that. It has to be, it has to be approached from a business standpoint and, and growth, right? There's a story to be told for companies that come in and get on board with the the underdog right the the guy at the bottom that's clawing his way to the top there's a story to be told for that company and if it's told right they can maximize their exposure and their benefit out of it they're gonna get some some feedback some tv time or some good media play if nothing else, just good, solid digital content play. So you just it has to be communicated. It has to be talked about. And everybody has to understand where the expectation line is and, and move forward and, and, and just keep clawing away. If you're going to do it together, man, do it together. Claw away at it together. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's that's where all this stuff gets really sticky. Everybody says they want to be sponsored. Oh, I, I want to be sponsored. I want to be a professional race car driver. I want to, I want somebody to pay for my stuff. Well, these are all the questions that come up after the fact or come up later that you have to answer for. I mean, this is your job, right? This is your business. So you have to, I don't know, be ready for all these kind of things, right? I mean, it could be the most perfect deal, but... It's just not going to work financially. They're just, whatever reason, it's just not going to 
not going to happen. You know. Ah, and he, he, and it de- and it definitely may not. And and I mean, and you got to think about it. Look at all the people that are sitting on the sidelines that don't have rides. That that have won Wallies, right? And or or have been successful, right? Just look at NASCAR drivers in the Xfinity and Truck Series. They don't drivers don't get to that level because because they suck on Friday and Saturday nights at their local racetracks. I mean, they get to that level because they've got you know success. They've won. They're, they're you know competitive and consistent. And there are people that are sitting out there with without rides, uh, and. And they've got good talent, and some of them have been offered good equipment. But it takes money to get that good equipment to have a chance. And, well, and that's—I I mean, I guess I could use myself as an example, right? So there's two ways to look at it. So we all know that uh, the team that I drive for is a lower-funded team, right? So people say, "Oh, well, why don't I get this question all the time? Why don't you just save your money and do three races a year?" Why do you have to go out there and do how many? Well, I did seven this year, but we're going to do seven um, <clears throat> versus two. Or why do you have to do the whole tour? Well, when I set out to work out the situation with the with this particular team, we thought that it would be a better situation to where it was good for me to be out there and to be seen. Because I, my theory is if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Sure, we're not going to win every race. Sure, we're not going to qualify or not going to run every qualifying run, stuff like that. I get that question all the time. Well, how come? How come you lifted or how come whatever? Well, because we're just trying to get through. But if if somebody, if you're sitting, if your cars are sitting in the garage, that business model, I, you know, it, there's two ways to look at it, right? Do you want to go out there and try to win once, or do you want to go out there and try to put yourself in front of the cameras? do everything you can in the pits, all the other things that to maybe potentially attract that sponsor for later down down the road. You know, is it the right thing to do? I don't know. I mean, I don't have a big deal yet, but is it the wrong thing to do? I don't know either. So it just depends yeah. on what you look at and what your model is. I mean, Cruz Pentagon talked about that as well. You know, he's he's fully funded, so when they did you know, bring in the the purse payout and things like that. Like it's very expensive to run these cars, but when you have the money, it's easy. When you don't have the money, you're out there trying to survive. So I don't know. It depends which way you want to look at it, man. It's it's a very very tough decision and process to navigate, and it really does depend upon you know the individuals that you have involved. And I think the big you know a big a big ingredient to have is to have a collective group that everybody's got the same vision, the same direction. Everybody's going and, you know, they're pulling the rope in the same direction. It's easier to pull a rope than it is to try to push it. And if you're not, if you're not all collectively trying to accomplish the same thing, then that's where it gets very difficult. You know, they say, you know, leave your feelings and emotions out of business. But that's where people's feelings get hurt, and, and you know that whole "I got thick skin." Yeah, you, your skin's probably not that thick because you're not listening, and you don't want to, you don't want to hear, guys. This is what we need to do. This is the approach we need to take. 
you know, and they will know we want to be involved in 10 races. Well, you've got money to do one race. So, right. you know, you got that, you got, what do they say? You got that uh, black label, got that black label budget or black label taste with that uh, Boone's Farm budget. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't get that done. You just, you just can't. So it's important to, to take time to, to understand and work together. And I don't think that it's because you have a disagreement or you're not, you know, everybody's not automatically on the same page. It, again, it's just communicating and trying to make sure that everybody understands what's involved and what it's going to take. Maybe it takes you two or three years before you get to that expectation, but you have some good times and, and are successful, uh, uh, you know, along the way. And so, I mean, that's um, that's that's a that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. So it, there's two. I guess the answer to I guess that's a long answer or discussion to the person that asked this, but it's all in the in the situation that you make and what you've discussed with the people just be honest with them you know i mean i have people that help me that uh they know we're not going to win every race but they just want to see me out there because they want to help me get that opportunity in the future and they know that going in and i but i've also been on the other end of it i've had people like you got to call them on monday well what do you mean you didn't win or why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that but just gotta roll with the punches yeah that's when that's Be honest you up tell. front. Yeah, you got to tell them, look, uh, it, at a drag race, there's only one winner. That's it. Every class gets one, win one winner. That's it, period. Now, if you're worried about being competitive and winning, then we're probably, we got to have a conversation about the financial investment. If we're worried about trying to do business and grow your brand or grow a product, or bring more money into into the program and grow it, and that's a different that's a different strategy, and everybody's got to know what their strategy is. So uh, that's a tough question. Uh, thanks for sending it in. We'll we'll tackle the tough ones. Uh, sometimes it's it's hard. Sometimes you're not going to get the definitive. Okay, they said I need to do this. No, this is, we got you. Got to get through the steps of the process, and I promise you that your decision making will show you the the path that you need to go on. It it will show you which way you need to go. It will filter it out, just like K and N's new filter mask. That this is your last episode chance to take advantage of getting a free one. Over to racersandrentalcars.com. Click on the K and N logo. Sign up for the newsletter. It ends at midnight on the 31st of October. Make sure you jump in there. We appreciate it. K&N appreciates it. Take, take advantage of getting one of these new ProCool technology masks. They come in camouflage. We've got them in silver. No, I'm sorry. Gray. Gray and black and camouflage. The three colors that you need at a racetrack. Take care. Make sure that you take advantage of the pro cool technology. Keep yourself safe. But again, over to racersandrentalcars.com. Click on the KN logo. Sign up for the newsletter. And get yourself a chance at getting a free one from our friends at KN. 
Well, Cam, that is going to close us out for our last episode for the month of October covering the last NHRA event where we started the season as the Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series and ended as Camping World. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) So looking forward to it. Uh, I, again, will be sitting back watching from here in lovely southern indiana with ice on my shoulder and uh cheering everyone on is like i said it's going to be an awesome event to finish out a, a season when we just honestly had our moments where we just didn't didn't think we'd turn a tire or burn one gallon of racing gas so uh that's going to be exciting i wish you uh all the best in your travels to vegas Good luck. Hopefully you and Ange will have an enjoyable weekend in Vegas. And, uh, dude, get us out of here. Yeah, no, you kind of did an excellent job of that. But, uh, you know, thank you for everybody kind of sticking with us. I know we had some some sound issues along the way there, and uh, I think we somewhat have them figured out. If not, we are continuing to work on it immensely. Uh, with our engineers over at Voice America, so thank you, thank you with them, or to them for allowing us to produce uh, this show. And you know, obviously, always hit up our our sponsors that uh, help make it happen. You know, K and N is a is a big, huge supporter. Um, CBDMD, um, make sure you use your promo code RIRC. Um, Manscaped, you know, all these all these companies are the reasons that uh, that we're doing this. So we we greatly appreciate them. And be sure to again use RIRC promo codes at checkout with all of our partners. Get yourself some discounts. Oh, and if you want, you can go to racersandrentalcars.com and get yourself a hoodie because it's been a little cold in the morning. So I'm off to Vegas. See you later. Thank you for downloading this episode of Racers and Rental Cars. This episode has been brought to you in part by Streetway Marketing and Media, Voice America for all of your podcasting needs, KN Air Filters, Manscaped.com, CBDMD. Motion Raceworks, and LB Trailer Sales. Be sure to use the RIRC promo code at any of the listed sponsors. We appre- they appreciate your business, and we'll see you next week.